Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? This is episode two of The End of the Rainbow. I am your host, Luke Franson, the petulant, cynical leprechaun who has uh, like three good opinions, but whatever. Very Here we good are. Ones, though. I, I hope so. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm with my co host, uh, Tanner Grace. Tanner, do you have any deep personal spiritual journeys you'd like to discuss today? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I, could, I have a ton, but we're not going to get into them. But I would like to say this. <clears throat> Since our topic today is about lifting, I would like to talk about uh, Plato. His name actually isn't... <laughs> the, the first chance we give you to bring something up. <laughs> He's been talking about Plato for the, probably the past two days. Also, uh, okay, so all I, I was just trying just to make fun of you with a rhetorical with question. Oh, well, well I'm glad oh, you hold asked. On, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Other co-host... Lucas Gleick. I am neither short nor hairy. Uh, I'm not a leprechaun, but yes, I am here. You're pretty okay. tall, honestly. Pretty tall. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He, is. he could have been a linebacker in another life. Could have been. You he had ran cross country. I'm delivered from that now. The uh, mistakes I'm, that I'm we all make years, in our youth. Four years clean from four cross years country. Clean. Um, Congrats. Yeah, best really, four years of my really life. Really proud of that. Really, yeah. really happy. Yeah. Now all right, now back to Plato. Plato. So yeah. Plato. Is not actually his real name. I forget what his real name is, but that doesn't help us his, at all. But uh, his nickname, what his friends call him, <laughs> this is what his friends called him. His nickname was uh, Plato, which comes from uh, Platus, meaning broad-shouldered. So he was swole. He was a swole philosopher. He was a big boy. Philosopher, one would say. So that's that's. You, you just that's want to Plato. Plato. That's it. Thank you, Tanner. No problem. <laughs> now we talk about lifting. Uh, yeah, that's actually that's what we're gonna talk about today. Lifting. Um, we all have various backgrounds in lifting. Um, Luke Glyke, uh was delivered, thankfully, um, from cross country into powerlifting, strength training. More left of that. me left me rattled. I was a measly 185 pounds when I what? came into my freshman year. Uh, was put on a rigorous training regimen. Of the same four exercises for about six to nine months, I'd say. Gained about. It's important to establish foundation. Understand? It that. is. It really was. <laughs> uh, gained about fifty pounds in that time. Uh, well, forty pounds to start. Right around forty, yeah. Yeah, forty pounds to start. So you gained forty pounds of of. Oh, okay, it wasn't like it wasn't like pure pounds. No, of muscle, no, not at all. But you still put on forty pounds doing the same four exercises. <clears throat> now, what were those four exercises? It was a front squat, a conventional deadlift, uh, cable rows or dumbbell rows, and inclined dumbbell uh, bench press. So you didn't have them flat bench at all? Why would I? I mean, I, yeah, I agree. So, so what's the benefit of flat bench as opposed to an inclined bench? I mean, <clears throat> listen, I'm not a scientist, all right? But <laughs> I know that I would much rather military press over flat bench press any day because it's just more applicable to daily life. <laughs> what are you What are you doing in your daily life? Don't you, don't you make pizza? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen those flower bags Pressing are that dough. <laughs> yeah. Those flower bags are fifty pounds each, and when that um when when that dough is mixed, it's a big ball, so it's probably like sixty plus pounds. So I'm boulder. I'm lifting it up like well, a big that's, that's not that's a military. Those are stone, that's, that's, stone. that's like strongman stuff. But but I put it over my head and I press it to impress people. 
<laughs> that, that's it? So, the only application Tanner has is impressing his employees. Pretty much. By they're, lifting they're, balls they're, they're literally yep. obligated to be impressed by you because they're your employees. They are on the clock. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, check this out. This oh, good job, your job. Hey, good job. <laughs> Does he always do that? Yeah, man, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, just just clap we, for him and he'll leave yeah. us alone. <laughs> he won't talk to us. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right so that's right. interesting. Why did you have him do incline over a flat bench? Well, so <clears throat> I, this is um, my heretical personal opinion as a power lifter. So I, I specialize in squat bench dead, right? Like those are, I live and breathe those three movements as a power lifter. <clears throat> um, I've bench pressed 350 at about 170. Yep. So I, I was there for that. I do it's quite incredible to witness. I, I know a little bit of what I'm talking about. You know, I'm not like a world record bench presser by any means, but I've spent a lot of time on the movement. And here's the thing about the movement. It doesn't really make sense. A horizontal push <laughs> while you're lying down on a bench. What? It, it, it is almost prone to shoulder destabilization. And so what, I, what I've <clears throat> tended to see with the bench press is as soon as you're fatigued, you lose all sense of technical discipline. Like you just forget the muscles that you're supposed to be working on. <laughs> and you just stress your shoulder stabilizers. Oh, you shoot that butt up. <laughs> you shoot the butt up, you the shoulders, the, the shoulders, the elbows flare out, uh-huh. and you stress the muscles that you're not even trying to work. And some, because this is what I do, I lift my head up. Yeah, and so, I, don't, I don't really know if that's bad or not. School, but the high schooler <coughs> yeah. puts their head to the side and right, leans right. a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. How are you even alive? But I, I just, <coughs> as far as horizontal pushes go, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And, you know, you have to bench press to be good at bench press, but you also have to not bench press to be good at bench press. Mm-hmm. And so... You really do have to work on auxiliary movements to work the same muscle groups and stabilize into the bench press. Like a, a lot of my bench press work, I don't even have a bar. It's all nope. shoulder work. No. Nope. No, I also have the shoulders of like a 65 year old man, but that's <laughs> another conversation. <laughs> it was uh, a good looking shoulders for a 65 year old man. Hey, thanks. Uh, I would actually, I want to like donate my body to be a cadaver, yeah. like for a gross anatomy lab. Just so, like, I can be shredded and they don't have to, like, dig through pounds of fat like I had to. When you, I actually have a question on this. When you uh, dissected Chuck, um, did you guys have to pull out, like, his uh, his shoulder at all? Or just, just the leg? No, no. So, the thing about pulling out the shoulder, um, it's a very soft tissue, dense joint. So, would it just, like, tear everything pretty much if you pull it, it out? It's really not that hard. You just have to cut the, the insertions of every muscle that crosses the shoulder, and then it basically falls off. Okay. Shoulders are actually uh, fairly easy to dislocate. Happens to me a lot. Yeah. It, whereas, like, you're not going to dislocate a hip right. without breaking the femur. You're right, right. Yeah, so, no, we didn't, we didn't dislocate um, a shoulder. We did try to pull out the hip. Uh, you know, we ended up cutting the leg off. Uh, yeah, yeah, you've, you've told me about But that, we've yeah. tried to pull out the hip, but, like, the ligamentous structure of the hip joint, it makes it really hard. <laughs> like, because it's, it's, like, um, it's wound in a direction. It, huh. So so you have to externally rotate the leg to put the ligaments kind of on slack. Yeah. 
and then you pull, but you still, or you're like, you're fighting against the fibrous capsule of the hip socket. Like, it's huh. thick freaking ligaments, bro. Like, that connective tissue is not going to move. Yeah. And so I pulled for, you know, gave it the old try. Gave the old college try. Yeah. Probably two or three minutes of just yanking on a leg. <laughs> My second question. When you donate your body to science, will they be able to pull out your shoulders like a Lego man because of your 65-year-old man shoulders? Probably, yeah. Probably. Okay. Yeah. okay. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, after I go through the preserving process and, like, they, like, dump me in the tank and pull me out and throw me on the table. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. Just one by one leg. <laughs> Bro, I'm not even joking. Like, they, they do, like, rope right under the arms. And so and they when, just you, drop when you, you get there? the cadaver, like, you still have the rope. <laughs> so it's wow. just, it's like this old body with a rope. And you just cut the rope off and get to work. Jeez. Here's what you need to do, though. When they put you on the table after they finish processing. You mean when he's dead? So how yeah. is he going to do this when he's dead? Well, he's, it's going to be in his will. Okay. All right. All right. So All right. they're okay. going to take a photo of you because that is the most shredded you will ever be in your life. And then we're going to let you know. I, I don't see how that's true. Uh, well, I mean, well, maybe when they preserve you, you don't uh, lose all that fat. But no, like, you don't. Well, okay. After then. <laughs> I, I thought they would, I thought they would, uh, um, I thought they would, uh, it would like, your body would kind of decompose a little bit and then. Nope. Okay. So No, it really up. doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It pretty much stays exactly. Damn. So you, you were it thinking he'd well. just be, you'd be able to see like everything. Yeah. Straight. No, just yeah. All so, the so when I dissected a cadaver. I we had to clean out so much fat. Really? Yeah, like our dude was probably two thirty. I suppose most of those bodies are not. Think, think, fit, so. no, no, think, not. think yeah. me, but just two thirty five of like, no just muscle, fat, straight fat, yeah. just Ooh. chunky, chunky monkey. Like we had to scrape out fat. And okay, here's the thing about that embalming tools, like <laughs> the ancient times. I, well, a scalpel, but yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, here's the thing about fat, is it's solid at colder temperatures. And Ooh. so the cadaver lab was colder, right? Colder but what like happens these. when you start working with it? It warms up. Ooh. And at, at warmer really temperatures, fat... So the fat inside your bodies is actually mostly liquid. Uh-huh. So when you start working, scraping fat, it gets real greasy real quick. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Yucky. It was grease. City dissecting that cadaver. Were you slipping around on the tile floor? Yeah, like, dude. I got like, like I got fat grease all the way up to my elbows. Ew. A lot of days. Did you have a suit on? No. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you just strolling and then <laughs> throw on some gloves. Right? I yeah. could never do that. Well, it's, it's it's not toxic. It's like I wore gloves, but then my professor brings up one day. He's like, yeah, you know, before the uh, the AIDS panic, um, we didn't wear gloves. It's technically <laughs> safe. He's like, my first dissection. My professor said it was important to feel the tissues, so I just went in with my bare hands. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I was like, what? bro, what? What? <laughs> <clears throat> well, I'm glad I now know that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's why I programmed Incline Bench over Black Bench. Uh, the, to get, yeah, the, the shoulder well, stabilization. It was, it, it was to get shoulders, but it was also to uh, push your scapula it, it, into into a position where I don't have to worry about them popping out because you're a new lifter. Right. You know, it's like That's what do, so what, smart, what do new lifters do? Dude, they're like this all day. They long, just man. they just break their technique. Yeah. Like you leave a new lifter alone for two minutes, 
and they just forget everything they know <laughs> about lifting. It's They're like, like benching yeah. with their feet. Like, how are you doing? That? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. And, and so, as a new lifter, I, d- I didn't want him to do any of that like technically demanding flat bench. Uh, I would rather he be able to push himself in an incline bench. Um, it was fun. Yeah. It was Honestly, fun. The first week, I, like I woke that. up in the middle of the night uh, throughout the week a few times just in pain. Really? Yeah, because I had never lifted like seriously like that before. Because I was lift, I was, yeah, I bet it was completely lift. foreign to your body. Yeah, it really was yeah. uh, the way I was pushing myself because I was I was going at it you know intensely like every day. Really? Yeah. Hey, I mean when you're with Luke though, that's the only way you go. So, I mean, and I respect that. So there's no brake pedal. So no. I guess. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I used to have nasty. I mean, everybody does, but oh, dude, I got these nasty stretch marks here. I got it. Yeah, your stretch marks used to go down like to your elbow. Yeah, I have like a permanent one. Oh, uh, it's like uh, it's on the other side, whatever. But it's like deep. Yeah, yeah. I've got a few right there. I wear them like badges of honor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 honestly. I mean, like stretch marks. Um, you know, they're kind of ugly. I've got I've got giant ones on my thighs. Let me show you. Uh, <laughs> I got them on my back. Yeah, and people think people are always like, "What happened, Tanner?" Because it looks like uh, like somebody like scratched you. Yeah, it looks like scars. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, Tiger got me." Tiger got me. Yeah. So um, here's here's the first question we're gonna hit today. Why? Well, let's just why why don't people lift? Yeah. So like, we lift. Right, it's a part of our lives. Tanner and I have lifted since high school. We got into Eighth it. Grade. You know, it's 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 fun to challenge our bodies. It's fun to um, see what we can accomplish. Uh, it's rewarding. It's it, you know, it, it establishes hard work and self discipline and all that stuff. So we have that background. But I guess why don't other people? Well, You're like, oh, well, okay. Should everybody lift? Yes. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. Why? Uh, it's healthy. Like it. Like you are. So. You are preventing. Uh, well, okay. I mean, like the, the health yeah. benefits of lifting are widely established. Oh yeah. Everybody people, should do people, some sort yeah, of resistance. People know that it's healthy. And people know that they need muscle. It, it's it, it it increases oh. the density of your bones. It strengthens your muscles. So if you were to like just casually trip over something and fall, you don't break your entire fucking mm-hmm. arm. Yep. Like you know what I mean? Like you can yeah. catch yourself, stabilize yourself, and then you don't injure anything. So if if everybody, it's like it's pretty accepted knowledge that everybody should do some sort of resistance training. Yes. Why don't they? I know the number one um, excuse or complaint as to why they don't is the the cliche they don't have enough time. I don't have enough time in the day. Yeah. I do too many other things. And I, so so what do you I, think about that? Well. I, Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead, go okay. ahead. Well, I, I think they think that you have to be in there two hours a day or whatever to get a good workout in when really you can do 15 minutes and you're going to see results in some way. Obviously, like it's not going to be maximum results, but like you're Probably going to increase think, aerobic capacity and cardiovascular endurance, yeah. Yes, like like let's say you do like a kettlebell complex or a, or a kettlebell circuit. A 15-minute circuit, you're going to leave sweaty mm-hmm. and fulfilled. Um, fit, but like 30 minutes minimum, I think. But uh, I think there's a time restraint, um, lack of so, knowledge. Let me ask you a question. If, if, if it is a time restraint and they could work out in 30 minutes or less, would the general population know how to structure a workout for 30 minutes or less? No. And that's where lack of education yeah. comes into play and where we need mentors like you. 
to come in, teach them, hey, you don't, you don't, um, you don't have to do it how these guys do it for three hours a day. You can do it in 25, 30 minutes. Now, so, so lack of time to me, I, it, it kind of, it's a flimsy excuse. It is. For me, because like we all have 24 hours in our day and, and there is a lot to be said uh, for me personally, um, I'm gonna get kind of socialist right here, but uh, those <laughs> who have um, we don't all have the same 24 hours, right? You know, it, don't tell me that your time is just as valuable as mine when you have somebody to cook for you, you have somebody to shop for you, you have um, a better car that you don't have to spend maintenance on. You know, like you don't have to do like these menial labor tests that we spend yeah. all of our time. You know, like because. I'll spend hours on some weekends doing car maintenance. Yeah. If if you have money, you don't do that. Nope. Um, I I spent probably eight hours trying to upgrade my laptop so I didn't have to buy a new one. If if I had money, I just would have bought a new one. Yeah. You know. So like, it, there is something to be said. Like, we don't have the same twenty four hours. Yeah. Understandable. And I understand that, but it, when it comes down to it, it's about prioritization. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody says, um, "I don't have time." What I hear instead is I don't have resources or I don't I have other things that are more important to me. Yeah. Now, the question on that is why isn't lifting more important to people? And I think that's a much more important question to answer. Mm-hmm. I think there could be a lot of reasons for that. I think maybe a lot of people <clears throat> don't want to look long term and they want um, immediate satisfaction they want to fulfill immediate desires so they're not wanting to struggle and um, and exhaust themselves at a gym when they could go to McDonald's and buy a McFlurry and watch Mandalorian <laughs> on TV you know what I mean it's like like when, uh, the appeal to laziness right <laughs> spectacular right and I think we all fight it. Uh, I fight it daily, but I, I don't. I, I'll go to McDonald's, get a McFlurry, and watch the Mandalorian. I love that. Yeah, but like, <laughs> that's fine. That's yeah, but fine. you go to the gym too, though. Yeah, because I love it. Because you prioritize it. I know, because it's fun. <laughs> what, what, like that's a, so. Yeah, but we're different. We're built different, probably. I, 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 I don't <laughs> feel like we are, though. No, we're not. Because like, what is a greater pleasure than working hard for something and accomplishing your task? We do it in different ways every single day. We do it in different ways every single day. Humans are, are, are goal-driven by nature. We just we want to accomplish what we set our minds to. But what is more discouraging than having your goals continually out of reach? Because there's nothing you can do. I don't think, personally, I don't think it has anything to do with laziness. I think it's because people don't, know the goals that they can set they don't set any goals they don't know what they're working for they don't see any any positive results that that can kind of fuel their progress and they don't enjoy it yeah and you mix that all in a bowl and it's like well no wonder you don't go to the gym i wouldn't go to the gym yeah. either bro like <laughs> so it makes sense to me yeah are you saying it's like a lack of education as far as like what what can be done in a certain amount of time uh, if both you do it what can be done what you want mm-hmm. um education to get there 
But I mostly, I think it's because people don't have something they're working towards. Hmm. You know, I, I, I think uh, when people just go to the gym to maintain their current level of fitness, I think, I, I think that's, that's complacent. Well, it's it's it doesn't work. It's yeah. not sustainable. It, like you're relying on self discipline and self discipline alone to keep you going. Yeah. yeah, and that's cool for something like brushing your teeth, but <laughs> but for for like going to the gym, putting effort into something just because you feel like you should, this this not gonna work. No, no. the the that's most point. Yeah. fit and consistently dedicated people I know work towards something and and it could be like freaking anything you know I, and okay i'm gonna say this i, I know it's being recorded even if you're working towards a marathon or something like that oh, long gosh. distance running like marathon. <laughs> i'm gonna be sick <laughs> um even if you're doing that you're at least like working towards a final goal like you're gonna put time and effort into that goal yeah and and so like that at least like helps you drive towards something you want to accomplish something you know but if you're just like i'm gonna be fit today like, like that's the easiest way to just convince yourself it's not really worth it yeah (laughs) okay so what are what are you working towards me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, just a thousand pound total. Thousand pound total. Squat, bench, deadlift. Yeah. Squat, bench, deadlift. So, Tanner, what are you working goal. towards? My physique right now. Um, I, I want to improve my physique in total. Just everything, kind of build up everything, as well as keep, maintain strength. So, <laughs> what's your number one priority? Uh, my V shape taper. The V taper. Okay. So, yeah. so you're that's working specific, on like, but that's specific. that's specific. Yeah. So, so what are you doing to accomplish the 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 v. mythical V taper, <laughs> lap pulls every day, lap and then pulls uh, every among day. other things too. Shoulder work? Oh yeah, daily. I- I'm doing some sort of like military press pretty much every day, of some sorts. So do you yeah. feel like you know how to hit the mid delts, anterior delts, traps, lats, all that stuff? Like you feel like you have the movements for that? I have a pretty good understanding of all of it. Um, I don't. I don't. I can't get all um, technical with technical it. with it. I can't tell you exactly what each thing will do, but I, I know what what like if you if you want to improve something, I have a movement for that. Even if you don't have two, you have at least one. I have at least one for everything. Because you've taught me a lot of them a lot a lot of them. A lot of my movements tend to be a little bit unconventional. I'll say that, but I do <laughs> I just I have Plate throws. <laughs> <laughs> That's like good grip work. Yeah, it is. Yeah, if you want to talk about grip work, dude, um, you just there. There are a few different kinds of grip. There's the endurance right there, but then there's also the power of the pinch grip. And so the power pinch grip, like that's um, that tends to be the type of power that you need to develop as a powerlifting athlete because you don't need to hold the bar for very long. You just need to get it up in the air. Yep. Yeah. So that's why I do like plate tosses and stuff where you have to like grab the bumper plate into in that pinch grip on the side and you just throw it. I feel bad for you, Lucas. Oh, it's <laughs> fine. No, we, we go at it, dude. <laughs> so we we started we started with ten pounds and it was tough. Uh-huh. Uh, we're now up to consistently tossing a twenty-five pound plate. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of fun. <laughs> it's and tough. You, and, and that's you can like, get the, you can get the ten really going. Yeah. While it's moving, dropping. 
Yeah, yeah. that's and almost cooler. You know that challenge Brian Shaw did? <laughs> With the, where, the two plates? Yeah, the two plates. <laughs> only what, only like <laughs> three people in history have ever done that. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah was, I like your guys' is more. It's Brian Shaw right. just did it easily. I think Eddie Hall tried to do it. And he's like, I can't do it, Brian. <laughs> Brian, and Brian just, like, just grabs it. He's like, he's like, what's the challenge? <laughs> <laughs> Brian Shaw, dude, he is seven feet oh. tall, 450 pounds. Twisted steel and sex appeal. Well, twisted steel. <laughs> he tore open a car door and tried yeah, to save right. somebody's life. Yeah, but then the paramedics were like, "No, no, stop what you're doing." <laughs> <laughs> Hulk, whoa. <laughs> well, okay, you come across a car crash and you see somebody stuck and the door's stuck. You're Brian Shaw. What do you do? You're like, oh, I could probably get this off. <laughs> so he said, it off. he said, I started to get to work, and <laughs> then uh, I was told to stop because they uh, they might be wounded inside the car. Wound might be tamponaded. Yeah, I, that's what I've always been told. Don't 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 move anybody. Yeah, you, know, you don't want their face peeling off yeah. if you lift their head off the desk. No, yeah, and and um, <clears throat> that's something too that I feel like people just need to know. It's like if you have a, a possible puncture wound or something like that, the most important thing is to keep pressure on the wound. And so if you don't have like the capabilities or the the facilities to keep pressure well on that wound, don't take anything out. Yeah, leave it in. You, you get know, stabbed like, in the chest. Steve you get Irwin, stabbed man. in the chest. Just, just like twist your body, take the knife with you, and just run, jog on over to the hospital. Break that motherfucking handle. And take that. <laughs> Doctor, <laughs> I got a knife I got in my stabbed, heart. bro. I got stabbed. You, I can you, see that. You take it out. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so what kind of goals should people? Okay, so so if if the problem is people don't have anything they're working towards, you know you're working towards a thousand pound total. Yep. You're working towards a V taper. Yeah. What what should people work towards? Like what? I think it's de- dependent on the person. Because like when, sure. I, when I first started out, I was working towards I wanted to have um, a sexy body by Fourth of July because I always go to this lake house on Fourth of July and that was my goal that drove me when I first started religiously lifting. Okay. But then that obviously changes. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not trying to lift for girls now. That changed years ago. Didn't you just post on your Snapchat story that you wanted to go to the gym to find a wife in the scar? That's me being edgy. <laughs> <laughs> That's me just trying Edge to Lord like you know trigger people. So didn't you know, work. No. Oh. Well, but, then you, know, you did a pretty poor job at it. Uh, it's a work in progress, you know. So <laughs> instead of Tanner being edgy, we just. Make fun of them. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. So, what should people work towards? What do you think? I would. I. It really does just depend on the person because you can. You can say that I want to get. Um. I want to get more fit. I want to exercise more. But what does that look like? That that looks different for each person. You know, some people might be physically active during the day. They might have a job that requires them to stand, walk a lot. So they're already, like, physically active at their work. But what does it look like to, to exercise more? When know? I was in clinic, bro, I was, like, I was up and around all day, you know? And and that's what I love about, like, physical therapy. Um, that's what I love about, like, the, the job, you know? Like, I'd sat down for, like, 15 minutes to talk to somebody and then I'd be like, "All right, time to get up." And then we just get up, you know. And <laughs> but but uh, on days after like heavy deadlifts, 
I was just slow, <laughs> like meandering across the clinic, like, oh, give me a second, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, you might have to like bend over to do some manual therapy or stuff. I'd be like, no, we're gonna go to the table that raises up higher. Come on, <laughs> I can't be doing that today. <laughs> so that raises a question: How important is stretching? I feel attacked. Hey, I'm just saying. I feel attacked, dude. There's a lot of literature going both ways. Um, I know, I know, I know Dr. Joel Seedman, for one, is anti-stretch. Anti-stretch. What does Uh, that mean, though? Static stretching decreases strength, has no clinical benefits. (laughs) It has not been shown to prove that uh, stretching decreases chance of injury. But, like, before or after lifting? Both. Both. Wow. <laughs> that, that is a that is an interesting take, Doctor well, Joel. Whatever. <clears throat> well, it's it's not just Doctor Seedman. It's a lot of people. Um, they tend to like point to say that we really don't have proof of what stretching does. Um, I will say stretching tends to be more about balance than length. Yeah. In in my opinion, but that comes down to the fundamental truth that most people don't know their bodies. I think people should live to develop neuromuscular coordination and kind of understand what their bodies can do, but also to kind of learn what their own tendencies are. Like I have a tendency to get really tight internal rotators, like just ultra tight. They just tighten up and I'm done. (laughs) My other tendency is for my piriformis to get really tight and then my hip flexors just freak out and tighten up. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so, but like those are my personal tendencies. Do you need to take that? Um, I'll just take it real quick. Sure. <clears throat> uh, those are my personal tendencies. But, like, people don't know their personal tendencies. No, and I'm, I'm still even learning some of mine. And, and, like, years later, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I think that's important uh, to kind of learn your body. But... For me, stretching is never about you need to have a certain base level of flexibility. Right. Uh, you have to be able to functionally move into different positions. Sure. I think for general health, but you also should be able to kind of balance yourself out depending on what you feel. Right, right. And so for me, it doesn't really have anything to do about injury prevention. No. It doesn't have a lot to do about like an ideal muscle length. No, and that's something that we're discussing in a few of my courses. Uh, if you think about these... Uh, what's your major for the uh, podcast? Ex- exercise science. Um, for the most part, it's a lot of BS, but there are some 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 truths, truth, geez, truths within that. Um, but we're talking about uh, like the uh, like stretching. We've discussed a few times. Y- if you think about the um, what's the the theory. The, the sliding filament theory? Yeah, sliding filament theory. Thank oh, you. Okay. Yeah. Um, you uh, so sliding filament theory is there are uh, certain... Uh, there's protein uh, uh, protein heads and protein-like receptors that... We have to explain this as simply as possible for the sake of podcast. Yeah. So there, there are different... Think about a zipper. No. No. Yeah. Sliding filament theory? Yeah. No, because they slide back and forth. It's, it's like a... a, a what are those? The finger handcuffs? Yeah, no, that's that's yes, it. I'm yeah. sorry, that's the one that we use. I'm I'm thinking the, of a different thing. Yeah. The, what is what are those the called? Chi- the the 
<laughs> the Chinese finger trap. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So when you pull it, it gets tighter, and then when you like push it into it, it gets looser. That's pretty much mm-hmm. uh, sliding filament theory. As they get closer, they slide into each other, and that's how the muscle decreases its length. Yeah. And then as it's stretched out, they just like get stretchy. I yeah. don't know. That's that's all you need to know. And in, in what we're talking about is, theoretically, a muscle will have as much length as it wants because it can keep stretching and stretching and stretching because those heads will just keep sliding past each other. So what's the limiting factor in muscle length? Your tendons. No, wait. Muscular strength, you said? Muscle length. Muscle length? Yeah. Uh, just the length in, in... The actual bone? The actual bone, like where oh, it inserts yeah, yeah. and where it originates at. Okay. Um... But but a lot of uh, research is being done. It's like, well, you're not really sh- so much stretching out the muscles as you are like tendons and ligaments because if you're stretching out your muscles... They're just sliding past each other. Y- exactly. Okay. So if you're just stretching your tendons and ligaments, though, like what what does that mean? Why, why is that... What purpose does that serve, honestly? I mean, a tendon's job is to... It's to not stretch. It's to not stretch. A ligament's <laughs> job is to, well, well, to hold so, stuff in place. Here's, here's the thing about that, though. What if it's holding something in the wrong place because it's getting pulled? You know, so True, like yeah. If, if um, a tendon is irritated within its sheath and mm-hmm. it's not moving well, stretching it would help, right? Theoretically, yeah. yeah. Uh, theoretically, or at least... To some degree. It might give us enough of a placebo effect to make us feel better about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Honestly. Um, I think I think that's like the hidden mystery um, of all of these recovery <laughs> science. Like, we don't really know why it works. We just know that it works. It might honestly be there's just so much placebo going on yeah. that, like... Whatever. You feel better. <laughs> you feel better. I mean, I read a story one time about a, a guy who just climbed Mount Everest without any clothes on. Just because, like, he trained his his brain to do it. That's... And, like, you looked at his core temperature, it didn't move at all. He had a monitor on him. I, I need to see some literature on that. I'm I can, sorry. I'll find, I, it. I, I, I'll I find it for it. you. I'll find it for you. But I might, I might also be thinking about a guy dropped in, like, a, a nitrogen, like, ice bath. Find, find that for me. I'll post it in the description because okay. I'll be honest. My first reaction: skepticism. Skepticism. Hate and that's it. okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's that's why I'm here is to say that's impossible. That's I hate not it. real. That's not real. <laughs> and so, um, my brother got a membership at um, at a gym. That's your brother got about. a membership at the gym. Uh, hey, yeah, he's getting back into it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh he's, <laughs> he's getting back into it. The Graves brothers uh, are. Getting, getting back, back into, into it, it. perpetually. <laughs> he's been out of it for like a few years now, so like he's actually like getting back into it. You know? Yeah, I mean? he used to he used to lift with me a long uh-huh. time ago. Yeah, you were training him. Yeah, so. yeah, I remember that. That was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, they Wait. got strong really fast. It was weird. Huh? They got strong really fast. It was weird. Why is that weird, dude? Why is know. it why is it weird that I'm like successful at my job? Not you. <laughs> Not you. They just increased their numbers really fast, like faster than I figured. Yeah, because like, they did what I told them to do. Uh, you're a good coach, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah ridiculous. You know, the standards like, bro, pulled, it's so weird. I don't I know what happened. I pulled 405 after two years of training. Oh, two and, years is a little bit long, I'll and, be honest. 
I pulled 405 in like four months. It, here's the thing. He came but, from a cross-country background. No, exactly. I'm, I'm not dogging. I'm just... No, no, right. Type. But you think about... Uh, I, I should have prefaced it. But yeah, you think about where I came from. I oh, didn't I come from any like strength sports. Yeah, you were now, purely tr- fast twitch muscle fibers. Well, he was... Uh, not even. <clears throat> I played basketball, but I was benched two, the whole 200 time. 200 pounds was a lot for him to deadlift. Yeah. Like, so he was coming from a place where his working sets for deadlifts were like 185. Yeah. And then we all start somewhere. Right, yeah. we all start somewhere. Right? Uh, like that's what I'm saying. Like if your working sets are deadlift 185, that's um, terrible. <laughs> and you, sh- you should athlete, yeah. seek to improve that for any athlete. Yeah, 185 for for any Honestly, male yeah. athlete. Yeah. that's not yeah. good. You not good at, at all. least double your body weight at least. Well, for you, max. I I think I think you can say you know how to deadlift after you can deadlift two and a half times your body weight. Yeah. Until that point, you don't know how to deadlift. So, I think like working sets might be around like one and a half to two times your body weight, and that's you know like that's decent. But like for me, uh, two times my body weight is what three twenty, yeah, three thirty. Not that. It's yeah. So my working sets are telling me they're at three fifteen. Like my working sets are are regularly like. <laughs> like 400 or above yeah. you know and so so I think we tend to limit ourselves when we hear like double body weight we're like double your own body weight whoa it's not yeah. that much no it's not much at all <laughs> and and we need to start like understanding like what is strong what's not strong yeah yeah um, and like people will see my videos like friends and family and stuff that don't necessarily work out a lot, as much as I do yeah they'll see me like do like a 405 deadlift or like yeah. you know pressing some like like 275 or whatever and yeah like you gotta be careful with that stuff and i'm like dude exactly. i have barely even scraped the surface yeah what what you do, gotta right? be careful with that stuff so there's the other thing is lifting dangerous it can be it can be it like, any, like any kind of activity be. running up the stairs is is dangerous running up the stairs is probably more dangerous than lifting i would say yeah. so <laughs> yeah but <laughs> lifting absolutely especially with heavy lifting now it won't stunt your growth there's no evidence of that. I know I'm I'm five three. Don't don't give me that freaking look, dude. I he had swine flu when he was twelve. <laughs> yeah, I actually that's I literally think that's why I stopped growing. Probably, honestly. So yeah, when like, when I had swine flu though, my temperature spiked at one oh six eight. That, you were probably, boiling, that baby. probably fucked up your hypothalamus. I, I yeah. approached brain death, guys. Like, that starts Damn. to happen about 107.5. Yeah. Like, I literally almost died. I was thrown into an ice bath. I was in a fever dream for, like, three and a half days. Your parents straight yeeted you into that ice bath. That's They had no yeah. other choice. Yep. But, like, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your brain was uh, liquid. I almost died. Oh, I actually almost died when I was 12 years old. The closest I've ever been to death... And I had no clue it was I was even that close. I had no awareness of what was going on. Yeah, you were probably delusional. I was one hundred percent delusional. I was having dreams, like things were just weird. I was like confused all the time. And like I, I, I was approaching for that. <laughs> but I mean like I was approaching the end of my life without any awareness that I was doing so. Yeah. And so like yeah, I didn't really grow past that moment in my life. Like I grew maybe one, two inches afterwards. Uh, all the way through high school, but you know, I think I think that yeah. capped me out right there. Yeah, maybe if you moved on, you would grow. What do you mean? Maybe if you, you just... said you never grew past it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so you said maybe if you moved on, you'd grow some more. 
Boo. But hey, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> hey, honestly, like, pretty awesome. You got through it though, right? Like, it was pretty awesome. I survived. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. We wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> that's that's my. Uh, this is like this is a way tangent, but when people were kind of like, um, oh, COVID's not that bad and all that stuff. Like, we took that same approach to swine flu, and I'm not taller than five six, and mm-hmm. I I just think like. Like, I actually almost died from swine flu. Yeah. Yeah. Like, swine flu actually almost killed me. Yeah. And and so it's it's kind of upsetting to me, um, you know, because swine flu didn't kill everybody. Yeah. Right. But as somebody who got the short end of the stick, like, it's upsetting to me if you're just going to take it like, like, oh, it's just kind of a bad flu. Yeah, well, I almost died. You almost died, flu. and yeah. you're 5'3". Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, if you're going to say, like, it's not that big of a deal, that kind of personally, like, hurts me. Yeah. Because, like, the H1N1 almost killed me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's just kind of, like, my tangent there is, like, if you think, like, the Rona is, is A-OK, it's really not that bad, like... Even a bad flu is not something that's good for a twelve-year-old kid. Oh yeah, you know, and and it's just like you can't. You got to protect the vulnerable populations, otherwise you get like these twenty-three-year-old manlets. You know, I mean, my deadlift range of motion is like what six inches. It's really good day. Yeah. That's a good day. That's a gift, though. Come on, six-inch range of motion. Hey, see, it's a gift for some things, but for some. but it's a curse let's for let's others. talk about recreational frisbee. What's my biggest problem playing frisbee? You can't get up in the air. I'm not tall. No. I'm not tall. You can jump, but you don't have the length. If I were six feet tall, I'd play in a club. Yeah. You really would. Because I'm I'm decently fast. You're fast? You're springy? But I just, I don't have the length. No. I can't get over people. That's the biggest problem for me in most athletic competitions is I'm not tall enough. Tall so enough. I've had to reframe my goals. He's a good jockey. No, he's too. He's too. He's I'm too, too thick. Dude. Yeah, too my thick. BMI is like morbidly obese. You know, you're gonna die. You're, you're always. You're here. You're. You're reshaping how you're living. I the, like that's rugby. A, that's what I said. That's rugby. What I told him. I'm still five three, guys. And? I'm not even 170 pounds. I would get thrown around on a rugby field. Yeah, but with those pinch grips, you grab a jersey. Ryan Shaw is freaking yeah. seven feet tall, 450 pounds. He's literally <laughs> twice as tall and almost three times as heavy. It's three Lukes. It's three Lukes. <laughs> okay. stack them on top of each If other. there were three Lukes in a trench coat, you get Brian Shaw. Damn. That's still not good at Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, That's all right. our main concern here. We're at almost 43 minutes. Let's do some closing thoughts about lifting. Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts about lifting. What do you, what do you want to leave the listener with? Luke, do you want to go first? Or do you need a minute? I need a minute. I'll okay, we should, we should talk about... Uh, I'll say something when you guys are thinking. Um, we refer to both me and the tall Luke as Luke and Lucas pretty interchangeably. Um, none of us have really a strong preference on either name. A lot of my professors call me Lucas. It's not because, like, I haven't corrected them. It's because sometimes I just go by Lucas. Um, you know the difference. Yeah, people call me Lucas. I really don't mind. Like, that's my name as well. People call me Luke. I'm cool. And Luke is the same way. Yep. It, like, 
I think the difference in voice though, they'll be able to differ. There's like a there's like a really like different it's like slight, but there's a different like inflection. Yeah. I it's think. a what's what's a word for voice? Timber. There's different timber. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. on. All right, all right, all right. So after after that short interlude, closing thoughts. Um. Well, I think exercise is very paramount to everybody's um, well-being, yeah. health, uh, mind, spirit, body connection, all that. Everything. Everything. It it ties in everything because not only do you exercise physically, you are pushing yourself mentally to achieve your goals, and that. That um, you can apply that to anything in your life, and you will see success if you stay consistent. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for the self-discipline. That that is, you know, because I started lifting when I was 10 years old. My, I, you know, I asked my dad. Um, well, I didn't. We were talking about like how to really be strong. And he said, "Kid, your strength isn't gonna peak until your late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, like your entire life, that's when you're gonna be strong." But if you want to be strong then, you have to put in the work now. Yep. So when I was 10 years old, I started planning for goals 20 years down the road and like working hard at them too. <laughs> and and so don't like, what a way to teach a 10 year old about yeah. delayed gratification. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, if you want to work towards something, you got to put in the work now, you know? Yeah. So at 10, right? Yeah. And then you got that damn fever. Did you think about, well, there goes my goals. Did you ever think that or? No. Okay, good. No, 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 because it's such an individualized sport. You know, like, sure, you had a fever. Sure, you don't grow. That's okay, though, because um, I think lifting is 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 biomechanically adjustable. It you is. Know? So, like, you can do things that for a tall athlete, you, you do certain things. For a short athlete, I do certain things. 100%. You know, and yeah. it's just, it's one of those things that you can adjust and play with and work through. You know, and make and, it your own. And make it your own. Yeah. yeah. There was, was there might have been one day where I would have competed in the 220 class if I were six inches taller. Sure. Now I'm back in the manlet classes because I'm not. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's, it's like small adjustments like that. But like. But there's variability within there's that. There's variability yeah. within that. And that's why I think lifting is, is really approachable to set goals. Yeah. Because it can be so adjustable. You know, like you want right. to set a goal in basketball. I want to play in the NBA. I mean, you can have 20 different reasons why that's not going to happen, and yeah. you can't do anything about you it. You can't change that, no. Yeah. You know, and like, if you say, I want to be strong, you can change that. You can be like, I want to be strong for my weight class. I want to be strong for my age. I want to be strong in this movement, in mm -hmm. that movement, in this way. If you say, I want to be fast, I want to be um, like an unstoppable freaking machine, dude. I just want to be able to run for 20 minutes without even like blinking. Yeah. Like I know people, their heart rates are literally like resting in the forties. Yep. Like what the heck, dude, that's like <laughs> not even a second. And they're yeah. just like, like stones, yeah. like little, like living rocks. Yeah. <laughs> and like, if that's your goal, dude, like work towards work it. Towards Fitness it. is so adjustable to our own personal desires, our own personal wants. Uh, things that like we are interested by like that's why when you set a goal just freaking change it if you want to change it yeah. and on top of that um it gives you the ability to control something in your life there's a lot of people that might be dealing with serious anxiety or depression and shit because they have no control in their life exercise can be one of those things that that um, we can have a handle on yeah. yes because yeah. it is it is totally you and you alone that um, 
that can put in the work and reap the rewards. You either do it or you don't, and you can't blame anybody either. It's yeah, just that's, that's honestly right. that's why I like exactly yeah. not yeah. having a coach. Yeah, you know, like I lift on my own. Oh. I I don't I don't. My credit doesn't go to anybody else. No, you know, like when I win, when I set a new PR, when that's I do you. this, you that's won. me, bro. Yeah. yeah, like down from day one, like programming. That's me from analyzing yeah. my technique. That's me. I like to thank my mom. Psych. That's all me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ma. You didn't do anything. You, you do just anything. birthed me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right, Lucas. Yeah. I mean, I, I, totally. I mean, even if it's just, if your goals, if you set your goals, and that's to to walk a mile in twelve minutes instead of fifteen minutes, work towards that. Yeah. Virtually any goal that you set that is achievable will make you better. Will help you physically, like you're talking mentally. Physically, mentally, like uh, emotionally. Really, anything. It's, it's gonna really dial you in. Yeah. If you want to take a walk around the block without getting out of breath, <clears throat> do it, dude. Start do it. somewhere. Start somewhere. Start somewhere. You know, and and setting goals and accomplishing them is like, it just it it feeds us as people. Yeah, I think um, it really does. Yeah. Now, fitness is going to be probably a recurring topic. Um, you know, we can talk, uh, we can rant um, about things we don't like about fitness. But this was a surprisingly positive episode. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I just there, there might be a little bit more say. negative things yeah. to say about yeah, the fitness there, industry. There, there are going to be plenty of negative things to say about the fitness yeah. industry. But I will say, fitness <laughs> is going to be a recurring topic because it's important to all our lives. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you have fitness-related questions, just go ahead and shoot us an email. Uh, if you want to hear our thoughts on on this, that, or the other, again, shoot us an email. It's into the rainbow nineteen twenty seven at gmail dot com. That's right, nineteen twenty seven. Yeah, I tried to make it. I'm like, shoot, dude, it's taken. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was born. That's when you were born, nineteen twenty seven. Hey, and if you squat to death and you're a lady out there, I'm single. <laughs> That's true. Again, reach out to us in email. I'll kind of play matchmaker for Tanner. Yep, thank you. Um, if you do want to to set up a date with Tanner. Uh, I'll give you a questionnaire that he's given to me. He has a There is an application process. You know, resumation, references. Just make sure you have those, and and everything will be all right. Your squat max, your bench max. Just everything. All right, all right, all right. Peace out, into the rainbow listeners. Thanks for listening.